Freaks, it's Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. Coming up on the program today, pickle conspiracy theories. Plus, Christian porn has a new evangelist in the form of Mead Skelton, murder over a little Debbie snack cake, and sex on the beach with a genital biter. All this for your voicemails today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents what having sex with a deaf girl sounds like. Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. I'm a mommy. You're a mommy? I'm a mommy. Ah. Christian now fears his flatulence. Why does man have to have such a sweet rectum? I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Oh my goodness. Yes, Tim Henson back here with you for the Wednesday podcast. Have a great one for you today. I ran across uh, an interesting, uh, well, interesting to me, interesting article on pickles. When can I find my pickles? Where you find your what? Uh, Pickle. No, no, no. Pickles. Can somebody help me? uh, Have side heart, like my love. Oh, you mean romantic love? Yeah. I kept thinking you wanted a pickle. I was going to have it. Um, in, in September. That, of course, was psychic Sylvia Brown. She knows when this guy is going to find his true love, but she couldn't use those same powers to figure out what he was trying to say. What? Can someone help me? You see how fucking retarded that sounds? What are you asking me? Pickles. Why would he be asking you about pickles? You don't need psychic powers to to figure that out. Did you lose your pickle? This guy really likes pickles. I mean, when you talk to a psychic, it's always about like one of three things. Your career, your love life, or major illnesses or something. Unless his spleen is starting to pickle, I think it's about true love. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Oh, that Sylvia Brown just gets me all worked up. People believe in her nonsense. I think it's her voice is what does it. That's why people think she's magical or psychic. She sounds like a 2,000-year-old warlock. A great darkness will fall upon the land and the kingdom will fall. This I see. You know what I mean? This is some real Lord of the Rings hobbit tomfuckery. It does make sense. I'd much rather receive bullshit from a psychic that sounds like her. Than someone that sounds like this. Yeah, um, let's see. Using my magic psychic powers, I think you'll find true love in mm, October or something. I'm not paying for that. I mean, I understand all psychics are fraud. So the least you can do is act and sound mystical. Give me an experience. All right, that's neither here nor there. I'm here to talk about pickles today. The very exciting topic of pickles. I've been eating a lot of pickles recently. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show. One of these days, I'm going to devote an entire episode to pickles. A while ago, I decided to stop binge eating at night. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm uh, turning healthy or I'm going to pull a mead skeleton where I'm like, I'm, I'm working out. I'm really starting to lose weight. And then a year down the road, you see me and I'm fatter than ever. No, 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 nothing like that. But I am uh, eliminating like, you know, eating huge meals right before bed. Apparently that's not good for you. Newsflash, dietitians are now saying you shouldn't eat a whole pizza a half hour before bedtime. Who would have thought, right? Anyway, I still eat plenty. Don't get me wrong. It's just like a smaller quantity of a large variety of things because at night, Something kicks in where my body thinks it's pregnant. And I assure you, despite what some people say, men cannot get pregnant. At least this man. Oh, we've tried. In every way, in every position. Anyway, lately I've been having cravings for pickles. But a very specific uh, brand and type of pickle. It's the Vlasic Zesty Pickle Spears. It's got to be the zesty. I don't know what the hell they put in there. Peppers or garlic or... 
I'm not sure what makes it zesty, but they're so good. And I don't go crazy. I'll only have one spear a, a night. I don't even know if pickles are technically good for you, bad for you. I think they're high in sodium, but that's it. Who cares? It's one fucking pickle spear. But that's just the start of my night. Then I want something sweet. So I'll have like either a yogurt or a handful of cinnamon life cereal. And then I'm like, okay, that was sweet. Now I want something salty again. So I'll have some pretzels. By the end of the evening, you know, I might as well have just eaten an entire pizza. The point of this long, meandering, aimless monologue is uh, pickles. 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 I saw this stupid article on pickles. And uh, God damn it, if it's not true. If you if you go to the pickle aisle and you look at all the major pickle brands like Vlasic or Mount Olive, I think is another big one, or you know Whole Foods, uh, whatever it is, three sixty five, whatever, whatever. Clawson is another one. Clawson pickles. Uh, they don't say pickles on the jars. Oh, there are online conspiracies now about this. Now, of course, smaller brands will include the word pickle, and occasionally some varieties of Blastics will say pickles, like ones that are like purely pickles. Like, what the what the hell is the other things? A hashtag started popping up uh, on TikTok uh, from people that recognize that this is an issue. Uh, the hashtag is pickles don't exist. Vlasic, Clawson, and Mount Olive often describe their products as dills, spears, or chips. They sometimes use the terms holes or halves instead of pickle holes or pickle halves. Why are they so afraid to, to say pickle? The purely pickle line is touted as having no artificial flavors, preservatives, or colors. Now, if you go to their website, they will say that these things are, in fact, pickles. There's even pickles.com. That goes to Clausen's website. According to the pickle company, now this is a real journalist who's writing this story. They're going right to the source, asking for comment. What's weird is uh, every company that has been asked about this pretty much says the same thing. They feel the word pickle isn't necessary on pickles packaged in clear glass containers. On the surface, that seems like an entirely reasonable explanation. However, what other product do you know of that's sold in, a, in clear packaging that it doesn't say what it is? When asked about this, Kraft Heinz, who owns the Clausen brand, uh, says Clausen pickles meet all regulations required of pickles, which is like, OK, technically, this is a pickle. Jesse Banwell is a science teacher from Santa Cruz, California, and he or she posted something about this that went viral. He doesn't like the explanation that was given by these companies saying, like, look, it's clear. You can clearly see that there's pickles inside that jar. So why should we label it pickles? He says, I really don't buy that as a reason. I've been looking at other products with see-through packaging, you know, like hamburger buns, things like that. I have yet to find another clear package that does not say what is on the front. Some people online say this is all because pickle refers to the process of preserving the cucumber, not the item itself. Others theorize the pickles sold by certain brands don't fit the legal definition of pickles or they're using some other type of process rather than traditional pickling. Who knows what's going on in the pickle industry, but I tell you this, I will not rest until I get to the bottom of this. I will continue to ponder this prickly pickle predicament. Stick with Distorted View Daily for updates. That's like the worst teaser in the history of teasers. Don't worry, freaks. Fear not. More pickle content is on the way. Let's mercifully move on now. You guys know how I always have those uh, like brilliant business ideas. And even though I know in my heart of hearts, these could be billion dollar companies. I never act on them. That's my problem. Well, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Mead Skelton is a lot like me through and through. He's an entrepreneur. Unfortunately, also like me, he's lazy. He doesn't act on these ideas. This latest one, though, is an absolute killer. And I found it on the Apricity. You know, just like me, you know, giving away my best ideas on the podcast to you idiots. Mead goes blabbing on his white nationalist board or whatever the hell the apricity is, European cultural community. He tells those weirdos all of his best ideas. They're going to go out and run with this and, and make a gazillion dollars. 
check this shit out uh, from a post just a few days ago, uh, August 17th, 2023. Mead writes, Christian friendly only fans. Yes, I don't exactly know what the hell Mead's talking about here. It sounds awesome, though. What I'm envisioning here as a real moneymaker is uh, two awkward white evangelical Christians who have never even seen the opposite sex naked trying to figure out how to bone on their honeymoon. Oh, the scenario is just perfect. You know, they, they both have high expectations. They know that this is what they're supposed to be doing now, right? Because it's, it's a natural progression. The years of refraining from masturbating. The temptation of just having sex with, with someone. They said, no, they're going to wait for true love. And, you know, and they finally meet one another and they court. The guy has to ask the girl's father, can I take Luann to the county fair? You know, all that bullshit, right? And then the months of praying on it. Should I ask her to marry me? Jesus, is she the one? And then the wedding and, and all that. It's all been leading up to this moment, but they have no idea what to do. The guy is all horned up, but you know, it's his first time trying to navigate pussy and it's all wet and there are folds and it's kind of gross looking. And then he immediately is afraid that means he's gay. So he does that thing to prove he's straight where he's just super aggressive and forceful and manly. And he just like jams his dick hard into his wife's still hymen sealed cunt. And so it hurts real bad. And now she's all crying and screaming. And he's thinking, oh, God, I'm doing it wrong. I am gay. So he doubles down and fucks like even more of an asshole, hurting her even more. And she's like, this is what sex is. This is a nightmare. This is hell on earth. And now there's like blood on his dick from the broken hymen. And he's like, ah, this is so gross. I'm gay. Ah, so he fucks harder and she bleeds more. And she's like, ah, no, this is awful. Ah, and they're both crying and they're both screaming fucking hard, hating every second of it. And that's what sex is for Christians in my mind. And that's what I want to see on Christian only fans. Thank you. That's my version of the site. I don't think Mead Skelton has exactly the same plan. He writes, I was thinking, uh-oh, right? I was thinking there should be a market for Christian OnlyFans. It would be more clean content that could be viewed as Christian friendly. I was thinking, like, tasteful Christian nudes or something. I was thinking of starting an OnlyFans channel myself. Oh, God, yes. Oh, if there is a God in heaven, make this happen. I want to see Mead's physique shots. You know that's what he's thinking, right? I'm in the gym, lifting, maybe do a couple shirtless photo shoots, you know, for God. I, I, I was thinking of starting an OnlyFans channel myself, but more Christian oriented. What do y'all think? Sex workers shouldn't be allowed to take everything. We can claim things to be good. Also, I don't think it's sinful to do nudes. See, I knew that's exactly what he was thinking. He wouldn't have brought it up, right? If he wasn't thinking it. So he's thinking nudes. Uh, I don't think it's sinful to, uh, to do nudes as long as they're tastefully done. The very first reply is like, what? <laughs> Literally like, what does this even mean? How would that work? To be clear, later on in the thread, Mead says that he's not going to do any nudes himself, but he said it would be a mainly fitness inspiration. I'm telling you, there's going to be some shirtless shots of Mead pumping iron. He also wants to include some inspired drawings of the female form. I would love to see Mead's drawing drawings of nude women. I would pay for some commissioned work, quite frankly. Mead really does seem to be softening up to or hardening up, I guess, to the idea of uh, pornography, because in multiple places on this thread, he, he's talking about nude women. There's nothing sinful about the human body. Women can do tasteful nudes when they're showing off the beautiful creation that God has made. Titties are holy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let, there, there you go. That's, so that's Mead's idea for a, a Christian only fans. We'll see if that project gets off the ground. Uh, I do have some audio I want to share with you before we get into the news today. I've got a teacher here who is losing her cool because uh, her students are all very dumb. She's outlining some of the mistakes, uh, common mistakes she's seeing on uh, their tests or papers. Appalling mistakes. 
Absolute dog shit. Whitechapel is not an Indigenous Australian. If you're Australian, maybe you'd like to call into the voicemail line and explain this, because I don't know who Whitechapel is or Seven Seven Sages. It was not written during the LA riots. It's written in Australia in the mid-90s, 20 years after the LA riots. Diagua is not writing about the struggles of First Nations Australians, as some of you have watched. He's not writing about Indigenous Americans. Do you know who Indigenous Americans are? Is Whitechapel a Indigenous American? She's upset because her idiot students don't know that the first people here in America were not whites. They they were the Indians, you know, Native Americans. First Nations people in America are Native American Indians. They're not African Americans. African is the first part. Her idiot students thought Africans were the first Americans. They are not native to America, as some of you tried to point out. Sort that shit out. That sucks. Get rid of that. That f***s up your essay so bad. I like this teacher, actually. She She's kind of, you know, just tell it like it is. Hey, this sucks. Take it out of your paper. General statements. Most of them are shit. I'm going to show you some good ones in a minute. They're so shit. They're so valid. I nearly killed myself as I was reading these. All right. She said uh, some of their general statements have been so boring she wants to kill herself, in case you missed that. <laughs> We're going to sort them out. Start name strong. If your essay starts crap, guess how I'm going to feel about it as I'm reading it? Like shit. It's exactly how I'm going to feel. Uh, if you score the five, your structures are all over the place. These are not optional for you. You have to be following these. Some of you might have been pinged. You actually wrote good essays when you didn't finish them. This is maybe not so much for you, but generally if you've finished your essay and you're scoring below 35, you've got to be doing these things. These are your opportunities to compare, and some of you aren't doing that right now. I know the person recorded this and posted it and is like, oh, look at this awful teacher screaming at her kids. Ultimately, she's just trying to help. Some of you don't know the quotations. It's so f***ing obvious. You're (laughs) quoting just like shit. Some of you are quoting characters' names. Sort it out. Learn your flashcards. I can't learn them for yeah. you. Sort it out, assholes. To be fair, a bunch of people in the comments were like, uh, she seems like the only type of teacher I'd, I'd have listened to in school. I was a kid who needed some aggression. Just verbal, you know. It's not offensive, not a personal attack. It's just, you know, your fucking writing is shit. Here's how to fix it. Take this stupid part out. Start off stronger. I don't know. I think there are plenty of other teachers we need to be firing before this woman. She at least seems to care. I've got another pseudo-authority figure freakout, this time a captain from Two Conscious Sport Fishing. What the hell is that? Well, apparently it's a charter company that you can pay to basically rent a boat. And the captain will drive you out to a good fishing spot. Uh, Two Conscious had their very own TV show on the Outdoor Channel called Two Conscious Sport Fishing TV. They are based out of our most fucked up state, Florida. And the clip I have for you, the captain is upset because apparently the client hit the throttles, almost throwing the captain overboard. They kind of laughed it off, but the captain was pissed. Here's the aftermath of that. I don't give a fuck! Nigel, <laughs> right, just go back. I am going back! Just leave it. Fucking talk to me. Y'all don't fucking listen for shit! I done told you, listen to me, and you keep telling me, listen to me, listen to me! Okay, I ain't fucking okay. listening to you, bro! Okay. One person commented, both are really at fault here. The clients didn't have common sense, but the uh, the captain should have addressed this a little more calmly. Okay, right. I do this every fucking day! Oh. Every day! Okay, yeah, you made yourself clear. Okay, I hope I did! <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever had a trip like this. Okay. Whole fucking life of this. These chartered boat trips aren't uh, inexpensive. They're like a couple couple grand, I think. A pretty penny just to be yelled at all day. Uh, Two Conscious finally did respond after the video began to go viral. Uh, Recently, there's been a video posted by one of the customers that Captain Chris Lassen uh, had out on his charter. Captain Chris was in the back of the boat and he was dealing with some mahi that was just caught. And the client mistakenly slid into the throttles and forced Chris off the back of the boat. And he landed on the dive platform, which saved him from going into the motor. Oh, so he was almost like tore up. Of course, he got uh, heated in the situation and said some things that we do not condone. Once he calmed down, the customer and him spoke and they decided to continue on with the charter. The customers ended up tipping Captain Chris $200 for his services. He says, I believe both parties were wrong with what they did. 
Uh, hopefully this is a lesson for both people to be careful on the throttle situation. And then they have to make the captain sound like a real good guy. We're here, like, Captain Chris has been accredited with saving five lives on the water. Two were missing divers and three were Cuban refugees on a sinking raft. So, you know, that should excuse his behavior in this video. He's a good guy. I don't give a fuck! Honestly, neither do I. Oh, I've got a great arrest video here. I know we've been doing a lot of these, but they're so fun! Especially the drunk driving ones. I highly encourage more people to drunk drive if it's going to result in videos like this. So in this case, again, it's uh, middle of the day. An older woman who was driving got hit. Car drove, like, turned right into her. And the person driving that vehicle is this ray of sunshine. Do you have a driver's license on you? Look, I don't know where this video's going. I feel like the cop isn't a, isn't well equipped to handle this. He's way too soft. Do you have a driver's license for me, please? I want to call my dad first. Okay, all right, yeah. Here she is already trying to call the shots here. Before I hand you my driver's license, I want my phone call. It's like, no, that's not how this works. Okay, but I still need your driver's license insurance, okay? The police officer sounds like he's going to cry. I hate asking for things. I'm so sorry. She also immediately starts shit-talking the old lady who got hit. Why? Because that woman is going off her rocker. Yeah, that's what it sounds like the problem is. My grandma died. That's what happened. Today? Today! Did you run her over too? The biggest thing you can do, not that this would work, but uh, the, the, the best thing you could try to do is act composed when you're drunk. And I know that's a tall ask. What happened today? But this is just like all a dead giveaway. Whose fault it is, what happened. We don't even need a breathalyzer. My grandma died. <clears throat> that's what happened. Today? Today! I'm so and I was going to the She also says that her parents told her that they were going to go to the monument today. I don't know what that means, but then she's like, hey, if you've got a problem, you talk to my parents. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I'm so upset. So you can talk to my parents then. I don't need to talk to your parents. I need to talk to you because you were the one involved in this accident. That's not your driver's license either, man. She's handing him some wipes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like wet wipes. <laughs> oh. oh, my driver's license. Oh, thought you were asking to wipe your hands. How much did you drink today? None. Well, you got to make your story at least a little believable. You really think the police officer's going to buy that you didn't have anything to drink today? He asked you for identification and you handed him tissues. I have, I have two different breathalyzer things in my car. Court ordered. So suck on that, officer dipshit. There are many points in this video where she doesn't make sense. The police officer asks her for her phone number and then she says, well, I'm going to call my brother and he's 411, which, okay, that doesn't help. And you can tell your whomever mm -hmm. for, the for the 4th of July. Uh-huh. Tell him good Good luck. That doesn't make sense. Also, immediately after that. All right, Christina, I need your phone number for the report. Yeah, and I'm going to talk to my... So again, she's she's going to call her brother on her phone that she has just put up to her ear. Like, like, she looked at it for a second, acted like she was going to dial, and then just put it up to her ear. But the thing is, um, she doesn't have a phone with her. She has, again, a fucking tissue. She's holding a, ti a tissue like it's a phone. Pretending it's a phone. In private? You're, that's a, that's not a phone. That's a, it's a hand wet. I know, it's a hand wet. It's still a phone. No, it's not a phone. It's still a phone. Okay, oh, don't, phone don't, don't re, you know what? Mm-hmm. Remain me as a dumb 
I'm not. Yeah, you did. You, you said, said Christina, I'm trying to... <laughs> well, the officer did not say that. We're all thinking that. The police officer does manage to get her out of her car, I think for a field sobriety test. We all know the results of that. The reason I'm asking is, the way you're speaking and the way you're acting, you're holding up a, a hand wipe as a phone, all right? And you're telling me that you were trying to turn in here, but you went straight across this way and slammed into her. I was her. scared so about what, what was happening. So how much did you have to drink today? Today? I didn't drink anything. All okay. I, I was here for my bopshas. Right. Grateful. I'm not exactly sure what she said. It sounded like gravy. It sounded like she was here for gravy. I wasn't at the bar drinking. I was here for their gravy. They've got really good chicken gravy. The cop does do the field sobriety test. He's holding up a pen and he just wants her to look at it. Like, follow this pen. And he's going to tell you to go. Christina, can yes. you do this for me? Done it. I've been pulled over and given these tests so many times. Okay. Then just hold still and just follow with your eyes. I think you're the retarded one. Oh, I can't wait for you to meet my father. Okay, follow the tip of the pen. I am, you Alright. <laughs> with flying colors. Another telltale sign that you are dealing with a drunk person is when they get angry at the field sobriety test, but then offer to do other things to prove they're not drunk. Like, I'll do a hundred jumping jacks. So that's what I want you to do. Alright. Oh. You can. What, you want me to stand on my hand with one, two no. feet? Stand on my hand with one, two feet. She can't even verbalize the things that she's offering to do. It should come as a shock to no one that, yes, she is being arrested. The police officer is just trying to be nice Christina, here. is your phone in your purse? Or is it in the car? I don't want to leave it behind. How would I know? Because it's your stuff. I don't know if my phone is in the purse okay. or not. Let's double check before we head out. Yeah, well, why don't you uncuff me? Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. And then make, and then all the regular faces that went by, that was for my family. But I know you don't give a shit. I do. No, you don't. I really do. I sympathize no, a lot. No, you don't. This woman reminds me of the very polite vampire for some reason. It's got to be the voice, right? I'm going to fast forward to the part where she's actually in the police station. Now, this whole time, she's just been saying, you wait until my dad finds out. I want to talk to my dad. I want to talk to my father. I understand that. And, and he'll tell you, you to go yourself. Okay. Okay? That's fine. He can I want to talk to my dad. But I still have to... It's his mom who is getting buried today. Sorry. How do you not have a goddamn heart? I do. No, you don't. And I try... Emotions are running high. The last part is where she actually gets to speak to her father, but before that, she wants to know how to pronounce the police officer's name. You know, for the upcoming lawsuit that he will be facing. What, what, how do you pronounce your J? Your, your... Jimenez. Oh, it's uh, Officer Jimenez. <laughs> so pronounce it like an H. Huh? Jimenez. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Dad. Oh, here we go. Now she's talking to her dad. I got arrested coming to your mother's funeral. Okay? Yeah. So you tell, you tell your sister that she is not part of my family. This is not how I thought the conversation with the father was going to go. She just immediately starts berating and yelling at him. I thought I was going to be like, more like, like, Daddy, I got arrested. These you know, mean men did arrested me for no reason. Come save me. They said that I'm under the influence. I'm at the Niles police station. Come and get me now. <laughs> and tell your sister to go f*** off. I don't <laughs> ever want to talk to your sister ever again. I don't care! 
supposed to be at a funeral or something? A woman is dead. And this woman's like, hey, tell your sister to fuck off. I don't want to see her at the funeral. I don't care. Come get my. That's pretty much how that phone call went. Later on, the police ask her a question. I can't quite make it out. I think it might be like, do you want to take a, a blood test? I said I refuse. How many times do you want me to tell you? Ultimately, she was charged with DUI, improper lane usage, failure to reduce speed to avoid an accident, those type of things. I don't care. I know. All right. And with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist. And I'm fucked up news right now. If you're not a Sideshow member, you are missing out on the full Distorted View experience. Yes, the show is called Distorted View Daily, but it's only truly daily if you're a Sideshow member. Yes, typically on Tuesday and Thursday, we do Sideshow exclusive episodes. Uh, Of course, just for paying freaks, yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive one. I'll be doing another one tomorrow, so it's a great time to sign up. So you don't miss a thing. Superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Lots of options available. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Go to superfreaksideshow.com right now for all the details. For an even easier way to sign up and gain access, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can sign up right in those apps. Just, you know, search for Distorted View Daily. You'll see an option to to sign up. Just a few taps. Bing, bang, boom, you're in. The Sideshow exclusive episodes will appear alongside the uh, the free episodes in the feed. Again, for more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. Sideshow members are the reason I'm able to continue doing this thing. So thank you so much to all of my Sideshow members. Next December, not this December, but next December, Distorted View Daily will be celebrating its 20th anniversary, which is absolutely mind-blowing. The only reason I'm still here is because of my Sideshow members and, of course, my patrons over there, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar. You can pledge uh, $5 and get access to a special voicemail line. That's a little perk. If you pledge $20, occasionally I send out, uh, you know, DB goodies. Most recently, a uh, beach towel which is kind of cool. A bunch of people sending me uh, photos of themselves uh, laying on the beach towel. One had their little kid uh, wrapped up in the beach towel, which was cute. We'll do another uh, DV Patreon merchandise gift thing (laughs) in the next couple months. All right, let's get into the news now. First story I have for you. Longtime listeners of the show know that uh, last summer kind of sucked for me. Every time I mowed, I would get stung repeatedly. Because there was that nest in the ground that I kept mowing over, and apparently those fucking winged creatures did not care for that, and they attacked me. Oh, that it was not pleasant. Thankfully, whatever the hell they were, what are the ones that are in the ground? Hornets, wasps, yellow jackets, whatever the hell they were, every year they move to a new location. So this year I haven't had any issues, knock on wood. Well, one man in Arizona knows exactly what I was going through. He's dealing with it now. Man has been hospitalized after being stung by nearly 2,000 bees in Sun City West, Arizona, this past Saturday. It's pretty much exactly what happened to me. Well, it felt like 2,000 bees had stung me. In reality, it was five on my ankle. But still, at a certain point, you can't even differentiate all the different bee stings. It's just like one giant sting, whether it's five or 2,000. That's why I'm putting myself in the same class as him. All right. According to Arizona Fire and Medical Authority, a maintenance worker in his 50s was working at Pebblebrook Golf Course when he encountered a beehive. It's unclear exactly what led to the attack. Somehow, though, the man disturbed the hive. He was, you know, probably being macho. He's like, I could take care of this. I'll just light the thing on fire. And his lighter was doing that thing where, you know, it it won't ignite the flame. It's just like... And the bees heard it And they're like Oh oh, no motherfucker Not today And they all flew out Right into his mouth Or wherever he was stung Uh, When the fire and medical authority crew arrived They said the man was covered in bees One of the crew members said We thought it was grass clippings at first As we got closer though We realized those were actually bees Yeah he must have been his entire face Uh, The fire crew wore bee hoods 
and turnouts to protect themselves while using a hose line filled with foam to subdue the bees. The man was then rushed to the hospital where he remains intubated. Holy shit. The local ABC affiliate spoke with Craig Powell and J.R. Derringer. They were two men who were on the front nine of Pebble Brook's golf course on Saturday when their day went from relaxing to traumatizing. As they were golfing, they noticed a worker on the course. He stopped and he started swinging his arms. We didn't pay a lot of attention at first. That's according to Craig. Then they saw the employee running on the fairway. That's when they started to pay attention, you know, because I'm sure the bees were following this guy. Craig and JR were like, holy fuck, I don't want to get stung. Run, run. Arizona Fire and Medical says uh, they've responded to six bee incidents this year. I thought bees were all supposed to be dying out. Now, all of a sudden, they're a major problem again. I thought those 5G towers were going to take care of the bee problem. All right. Uh, yes, uh, the medical authority says it uh, responded to six bee incidents this year and 15 in 2022. Do you like how I try to make it seem like uh, what I went through and what this guy went through is pretty much the same thing? It's like if someone lost their foot because their leg got stuck in an industrial press at work. And I was reading that news story and I was like, oh, yeah, the same thing happened to me. I was walking down my deck and I twisted my leg, fucked up my ankle. That shit hurts. I know exactly what he's going through. I, I simply cannot let anyone else garner sympathy. I've got to insert myself into all of this. All right. Uh, second story we have for you today. This one comes from Milwaukee. A man who appeared to be working as a security guard shot and killed another man after he allegedly stole a little Debbie snack from a Milwaukee gas station. You shot a man over an oatmeal cream pie. You just get the feeling like he wanted to shoot someone. He was looking. For a reason to pull out that gun. No one steals zebra cakes on my watch, motherfucker. 29-year-old Isaiah Allen was shot and killed at the gas station at Roosevelt in uh, Teutonia okay, on August 16th, sparking protests from members of the community. 56-year-old William Henry Pinkin of Milwaukee has now been charged with first-degree intentional homicide in connection to the homicide. The charges carry a maximum sentence of life behind bars. According to a criminal complaint released Sunday, police responded to the gas station and convenience store at 4295 North Tetonia at around 6.15 a.m. for a report of a shooting. Their officers found the victim on the ground, bleeding from the head. I hope he was at least able to taste that Swiss cake roll that is the direct cause of his death. I hope that tasted so delicious and sweet to him as he faded from consciousness his spirit drifting to the light as his body turned cold. It'd be funny if it was stale. Like if the package was opened this whole time and the air got in and it was like hard or something. He's just laying there waiting to die and he sees that uh, Swiss cake roll or whatever just sitting there and he's like, eh, might as well eat it. Oh, man. Or sometimes you'll, you'll go to, because I, I get little Debbie at the gas station occasionally because <laughs> I'm a fat ass. And uh, sometimes they're all like smushed. Oh, that's the worst. For some reason, I don't, you know, they don't taste right when they're smushed. Just his luck has to deal with a crushed nutty bar and die. Worst day ever. The victim, later identified as Alan, was pronounced dead at the scene. The medical examiner ruled his death a homicide from a gunshot, uh, gunshot wound. Surveillance video shows the inside and outside of the gas station. The video shows a man apparently working as a security guard seated in a chair in an aisle at the back of the store. Video shows the victim grabbing a box of Little Debbie snack cakes. Oh, this wasn't just one of the individual ones. It's a whole box of Little Debbie. Well, it's not a misdemeanor anymore. It's a full-on felony. A box of Little Debbie's probably cost three or four dollars. Anyway, uh, the man turned and headed uh, back outside the door. The video shows the security guard rise from the chair as soon as the victim enters the store and then move towards him, visibly showing a handgun in the guard's hand. The guard rushes towards and follows the victim out the door, gets within a little more than an arm's length, uh, length behind him, holds up the gun, shoots towards the back of the victim's head. The victim then falls and uh, doesn't get back up. The guard then stands over the victim for a moment and returns to the store. Yeah, back to work. This is probably going to result in a lot of paperwork. Thank you. The guard remained at the scene after police arrived and found him milling around calmly and smoking a cigarette. Honestly, the security guard probably thought he didn't do anything wrong. This is why they give me a gun to shoot people trying to steal. 
The guard told officers who hadn't seen the surveillance video yet that uh, he works at the store, but he uh, he didn't see the shooting. Oh, so he lied. Eventually, he left. The complaint states the video clearly shows the shooter's face identified in the complaint as Pinkin. Authorities note in the complaint that on June 22nd, 2023, police were called to a robbery complaint at that very same gas station. The responding officers spoke with Pinkin then, who told them that he witnessed the robbery. The owner of the gas station told police that Pinkin was a man from the neighborhood who worked for the store. Okay, so an employee. Cash bond was set at $250,000 for William Henry Pinkin during his initial appearance on Tuesday. The victim's mother, Natalie Easter, said, quote, I want the man who killed my son to be arrested and prosecuted. My son didn't deserve to die, regardless of what happened. Uh, She also said her family wants accountability, whether that's from the gas station's owner or the city. A very sad yet tasty news story. Makes me want a snack cake real bad. All right, uh, final story we have for you today. This one just happens to come from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida is the most fucked up state. Uh, We got a couple of lovebirds here. Anastasia Creature, (laughs) I guess, and Alexander Dillman. They were arrested after lifeguards reported seeing them having sex in front of families and other beachgoers Monday afternoon in Daytona Beach. Yeah, they weren't hiding. They they didn't try to find a secluded area to have sex. They just did it right out in front of everyone. They wanted an audience. At least they're like young and, you know, attractive people. They're not overweight. They don't look too messed up. I don't think, you know, honestly, I don't think they're Floridians. I think they're vacationing and they were just trying to fit in. If I were their lawyer, that's exactly what I would argue. Your Honor, these vacationers were just trying to fit in with the locals. They saw what other Florida people do here. Honestly, I think they should be commended. They did a pretty good job. They certainly come off looking like Florida man and Florida woman, right? Back to the story. One lifeguard reported that Creature and Dillman had intercourse for approximately 15 minutes near his watchtower. That entire time, he didn't do anything. He was just watching. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, really grind up in that pussy there. Yeah, yeah. He's watching with his binoculars. The other lifeguard said that he observed the male erect penis penetrate the female's vagina. How very clinical of you. It seems like that's a direct quote, but I bet you he said something more like, uh, he was smashing his dick into her cunt. That's how you fucking Daytona. All right, Creature and Dillman left the beach after being contacted by one of the lifeguards. The pair was busted after a sheriff's deputy encountered them at the top of a nearby stairwell, completely nude. I'd be like, dude, what do you want from us? We left the beach. We're not doing anything in public. We're kind of in a secluded area. While Creature denied having sex on the sand, she reportedly said the pair left the beach to find somewhere more private. Both Creature and Dillman were charged with indecent exposure, a misdemeanor, and booked into the Volusia County Jail. Dillman was also charged with resisting arrest for allegedly refusing to get in the squad car. Creature, that's the female, uh, she's facing an aggravated battery count for an earlier incident Monday, uh, during which she allegedly struck a female acquaintance with a metal beach umbrella tube. Creature is a feisty bitch. The victim told cops that Creature, who's also known as Molly because that's her favorite drug, had acted belligerent and exposed herself to beachgoers all day long. Back in May, Creature was arrested following a bloody altercation with a male friend at a Daytona beach resort. You know what? Maybe they are Florida natives. Uh, Yes, in May, Creature was arrested following a bloody altercation with a male friend at a Daytona beach resort. The victim told cops that his relationship with Creature has been of a sexual nature as they film adult videos together. However, neither party views their relationship as dating. Just business. The man claimed that Creature bit him in the groin and punched him in the head. While the bite caused significant injury to his genitals, the victim told police that he did not believe it caused any permanent damage. Besides, the bite mark she left looked kind of cool. Shows up real nice on cam. Battery and aggravated assault charges were dropped when prosecutors declined to pursue a case against Creature, who recently moved to Florida from her family's Ohio home. Ah, the Florida of the North. So it does all check out. Nice. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news. 
for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right. I love to hear from you, freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. Our voicemail line. That's this segment. So uh, jot this down because I want to hear from you. 206-666-4463. Colin, I promise I will get to your calls. I'm a little behind on these things. Uh, If you want even uh, faster access, if you you have something important you want to say to me that you want me to play right away, uh, you can always, you know, pledge $5 to our Patreon account and get access to that special voicemail line. Also, don't forget, I'm all over social media, at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. I'm all over the place. Threads, Blue Sky, all those uh, apps that no one uses anymore. Timmy Boo, I am listening to you while driving. I'm going to be one of those annoying callers. You're talking about Stephen Dawson, and you say that he has a learning disability. Well, he doesn't have a learning disability. If you listen to him, he has a learning difficulty. Oh, that's what he says. Yes, I'm so sorry. I can never remember that word. Diffi- I have a learning difficulty, which I don't think means anything. I think it, it just means he's stupid, right? Like a learning disability is a real thing. A difficulty is just something you make up when, uh, you know, you're not very bright. And he even slips sometimes. He says, yeah. I have a learning disability. I mean, a learning difficulty. Yeah, because there's, there's definitely a difference there. What is the difficulty? Stay gay, my friend. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Oh, I meant to check in with Stephen Dawson today. I'll do a, maybe we'll do that tomorrow on the Steve show. Steve Boo, Tony Perloff calling in. Um, and I wanted to call in about the Monday show when you said you wouldn't run gambling ads. Tim, you have played some awful <laughs> shit on Test of Patience. This is where I draw the line. <laughs> Just absolutely fucking terrible. Um, and where you draw the line <laughs> yep. is a sports betting ad. That, that, that is your <laughs> That's where you draw it. And I love it. I, I, yeah, love it. I won't stand for that shit. Not so much. But you have played some grotesque shit. But, like, you. April Fools, you played the DuckTales theme song. Oh, yeah. For the whole fucking episode. Oh, yeah. Like, any test of patience technically is worse than, a, than you know, a, a betting advertisement. But, you know, when I do the test of patience, ultimately I am on some level trying to entertain you, you know? Even if it is annoying, you know, it's in that way of like, oh, I like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. Run a goddamn ad. Just run one. It'd be fucking Okay. All right. Well, look, if there's any betting apps that want to advertise on DV, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do it, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Never. Anyone wants to advertise on TV. (laughs) Everyone wants to distance themselves from this show. Hello, Tim. Hello, Distorted View listeners, Uh-oh. I don't think I need to tell y'all who I am. Yeah, but we, we know. This is like my third time calling because I'm just so... Yeah, this is the only one I'm going to play. I, I, this is it. You get one a day. Into what you were talking about on Monday's show. So it is Monday. I don't know when you'll get the chance to play this if you choose to play it. But I am so appreciative that you took the time to listen to some podcasts. Now, I am a podcast <laughs> listener. I am. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, really? Okay. And I've been doing so since 2013, and that's when I discovered Distorted View. Oh, wow. 2013, and I stuck. It's funny to think that by 2013, I had already been doing this show for nine years. He discovered the program nine years into it. With the story. You know, I mean, there are people who discover the show now. Right? It's, just, it's crazy. Now, I haven't stuck with a lot of podcasters. Uh, a lot of them just spreaded their ass cheeks to sponsors and got all these corporations involved. When Luckily, no one will sponsor DV. So I keep it real because I have to. It just sold T-shirts. They could have just you know, have the Patreon thing, but they instead choose to punish us listeners with these fucking corporations. Like, yeah, here's the thing, though. They're making a lot more money than Timmy Pooh. I, I mean, so who's the real dum-dum here? To love stuff you should know, but iHeartRadio went and fucked them in the ass. 
It used to be independent. It used to be great. But now I got to fucking hear McDonald's commercials. Fuck that bullshit. Leave that bullshit for the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s when it was all TV. This is the internet. This is a new thing. And corporations need to stay the fuck out. You know, honestly, yeah, yes, I agree. Podcasting advertisements uh, do get annoying, especially because uh, like, I understand having one or two or three. You know, if you have an hour-long show, one at the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end. I mean, but it's getting to the point now that there's like a lot. Like they're really loading up these shows with a lot of ads. And it, you know, it kind of makes sense when you think like, oh, if you're Conan O'Brien or, you know, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and the other guy, they're famous people. They've got an entire staff, producers, engineers. They Everyone's got to get paid. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to deal with advertisements, right? It is funny to think, though, like, honestly... Those shows don't sound bad. You know, they're entertaining. I get it. I understand why why people listen to Conan's podcast or Smartless or whatever. But does it sound quality-wise, right? Audio-wise, does it sound that much better than DV? Really? What are they doing that is so different, that requires so many people behind the scenes to produce this shit? I have a theory that uh, Distorted View was able to succeed in the early days of podcasting because all the other podcasts were shit. Like, audio-wise, content-wise, you know, it was the early days. No one knew what they were doing. TV sounded pretty good. Now, if Distorted View Daily succeeds in this uh, current era of podcasting, it will do so because uh, I'm a one-man show. I, you know, I ain't paying no one to do nothing. Low overhead. I don't need, you know, a hundred million downloads an episode to survive. I would like that. Never gonna happen. I can I can be okay and, and be a lot smaller. Teensy tiny. Dickly small. I think a lot of these shows are just gonna fucking uh, crumble, buckle under their own weight. Eventually, it's not feasible. I mean, the big names, you know, will probably live on, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Some podcasting predictions for you. Pickle. Are you saying pickle? No. Podcast predictions. Pickle predictions? No! I thought you wanted a pickle. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-660-GOD. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't give a fuck. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. I will see you back here tomorrow if and only if. Your sideshow members. Otherwise, I'll be back to end the week on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Shit! You are full of bullshit, my friend! I will sue you for everything you have! I will sue your ass! You're a motherfucking asshole! As far as I'm concerned, you hear me? A fucking asshole! This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.